Hey y'all, it's Tiffany and Mindy. Today we're going to talk about strong-willed kids. Do you have a kid that is strong-willed? Somebody that's challenging, a little difficult, always believes they're right? Well, I've got two, but today I'm going to talk to you about my first one. My first one is Jenna, and she is five years old. Jenna is a phenomenal girl. Um, we've always seen something special in her. She is just bright. Uh, she is uh, just a, a great kid overall, <clears throat> but she is what we would call strong-willed. So when I looked that up, it said, a strong-willed kid is somebody who has power struggles with you, somebody who can be challenging but yet bright, somebody who believes that they're always right, someone who's a natural leader, they're angry when they don't get their way, they ask why a lot, and they're determined to get their way when their mind is set on something. So, yes, I would agree that Jenna is what's called a strong-willed child. Maybe it's because I'm a strong-willed adult, too. Um, like mother, like daughter. I think we're kind of liking this. So, what I did is, like, you know, I had some questions. Like, okay, what am I doing? Am I raising her right? Is there even a right way? Or what tips do you have? So, where do you go when you need tips? Is it Google? Bingo! That's where I go. And good old Pinterest. So, you know, because... All your life's problems can be solved by going to those two places, right? Well, so I found an article on Pinterest that I really liked. And um, if, you just, if you just look up um, strong-willed kids, there's one by, I believe her name is Alana Pace. It is a Pinterest article on there. But these are the things that she says in her article to do that will help you raise your strong-willed child. So let's go through this, okay? See if you agree with any of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, first thing, make their life predictable. Okay, make their life predictable. I don't know about you, but uh, I try, but there's some things that can be unpredictable. Now, their lives are pretty stable, but, and I know there are a lot of kids out there that maybe don't have a stable home, or maybe you're a single mom and you just can't, you're, you can't be predictable per se. So it says, make their life predictable. Okay, well, that might be a possibility. Then it says, to connect and then direct them. Okay, so connect with them first, then direct. So appreciate what they're doing and then direct them. Okay. I appreciate you coloring on my walls. That looks like some really good artwork, but I'm going to need you not to do that again. I don't think that's how that works, but that's kind of how I saw it. So, uh, I'll try connecting with them on a different level because I don't know if that would quite fly with me. Then they say, provide warnings before changing anything. Okay. Now, I do try to do that. I try to give my kids a buy-in, like, what they want to do or say, do you want to do X or Y? They get to make that choice, and then I will always say, okay, you have five minutes left on this. You have three minutes left on this most of the time. Sometimes, I'm just going to be mom and tell you what's going to happen. So, but most of the time, I do try to do that. Do you? Then we have set clear expectations. Guess who sucks at that? Me. Maybe that's why um, I'm struggling sometimes. I don't set clear expectations. I'm having a hard time just fitting in how to make them do chores um, because 
I just don't have enough time and energy to, to really struggle to try to implement that right now. It has gotten much better with my oldest. I really like that. And I think that it's come because of school. She's now in kindergarten and um, there's some expectations there. So we kind of follow through in line with them. Next would be acknowledge their feelings. Oh, I know you're really pissed off, but okay, maybe not that. But acknowledge your feelings. I really do try to do that. Oh, I can see that you're angry. Oh, I see that you're sad. Did mommy hurt your feelings? Did mommy make you sad? Oh, I've been told a lot. You hurt my feelings. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So we try to address that. One of my favorite things that we started doing in the last month is every night before we put Harper down for bed, because she goes to bed before Jenna, Harper is three, we play a match game that I picked up from a yard sale. And it has different faces of kids on there that has like a surprise face, um, happy face, angry face. And so we label um, the feelings um, with the faces when we flip them over. So that way you can identify like the different feelings as well. So I really do like that because she's learning how to match and talk about feelings at the or identify feelings at the same time. And then Jenna also plays that with us as well. So it's kind of like a family thing. So I do try to acknowledge their feelings um, anytime that I can. Um, and then uh, another one says, apologize for parenting out of anger. Mm, yeah. Um, do you parent out of anger? I know I've lost my cool time and time again. And I remember making the comment to somebody that I just don't understand how parents can get so angry at their kids, especially like a three-year-old. And that was a long time ago because I've been quite angry since I've become a parent. But usually it's over something that I've done because it goes back to the set clear expectations, right? Like if they don't know that I don't want them doing this, they need to be taught that earlier in life. Um, Example, I used to work in elementary. These kids would not say please or thank you for nothing. And I'm not even talking about my kids because I do have that expectation of you say please, you say thank you because of this um, situation. But the kids at school would just not say please or thank you. And I was like, what is going on? I made that comment out in the hallway uh, one day to other teachers like, these kids are not saying thank you back. What is going on? And they said, Tiffany, they weren't taught this. And it, I mean, it was like mouth drop, like, I, a light bulb went off. I couldn't believe that I've never thought of that before because I've just always had manners and um, I didn't realize like there are people out there that don't teach that. So that was very eye-opening for me. So now at school, I set expectations with kids. You know, we talk about that. I work in middle school now. I joke about it with them to make it a little lighter. But with my kids, I try to make clear expectations. But apologize for parenting out of anger. Now, with my kids, I have lost my cool. Um, I usually have to take a minute uh, whenever I need it. I need a walk. I need to do something. Um, and usually I will come back and talk to them, especially if I've gotten angry with Jenna. Then I come back and say, or if she's got mad at me, we have cool down time and we come back and say, do you want to talk about it now? Let's talk about it. And we sit down. So we, so I usually don't say, I'm sorry for getting angry. I say, I usually say, mommy got angry when she shouldn't have. And here's why I got angry. That's a lie. That's a lie. I just call myself out. Uh, okay. No, I've straight up told Jenna, I'm sorry for getting so mad. 
I have done that. I've done that. So I've apologized for getting angry because I've lost my cool with her. I've lost my cool with my other kid and I've lost my cool with my husband. Ton of times, ton of times because yeah, we're just, I mean, we're married. So we have, we have arguments. So I, I have apologized out of anger, but I really try to not be so angry in front of them because I do realize they're younger. Um, and then the last biggest tip is to build trust. Now, I feel like I'm really, really, this is the one I'm focusing the most on, build trust. Because like I've said before, um, and I don't think it was in the podcast, I think it was in a, um, in a blog that we did. And I said that Jenna has learned how to lie. She's a really good liar. And that is not something that I'm proud of. I want her to know that's not something to be proud of, but she could just straight face lie to you. But what I'm proud of is because I've always tried to make sure that she knew she could come and talk to me about whatever. Because I do work in the social services type of field and I don't want, you know, my kid not to be able to talk to me about certain things. Um, and I want her to know that, you know, she can trust me and I won't get angry over stuff that she tells me. So recently she came home from school. She's in kindergarten and um, she has like, I guess we've been in three, four weeks now. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, time flies, but every day she's been on a great color. So they have a clip chart where they start out on green and you move up or down based on how your day is going. So the goal is to move up the chart and get off the teacher and, um, on like you clip off and put that clip onto the teacher. Um, and so like green is where you start and then there's some other colors, but red is the best. That doesn't make sense to me. It probably doesn't make sense to you. I think it's so stupid. So I just don't agree with that because I've always associated red with bad. Um, well, except for a fireman. Anyway, a little neither here nor there. Um, so she came home and she wasn't like on the best color. She was just like one above green. So I just kind of just said, okay, you know, how was school today? And we kind of talked a little bit and we kind of went on with dinner and all this and that. Well, right before we go to bed, Jenna goes, mommy. And I say, yes, baby. She said, are you going to spank me? And I mean, come on, y'all. I've spanked this girl one time, and uh, that was about it. Because it really did. When they say, it hurts me more than it hurts you, like, I was just so sad. It didn't faze her nothing at all. Um, she, so, spanking does not work in our house. If you do it in your house, that's for you. If you don't do it in your house, don't judge me. I tried it once, didn't like it. Um, so, anyway. she was. I was like, no, baby, what's going on? And she said, I had to clip down today. And so when she comes to me with information, I try not to give like a shocked look. I try to not, um, I try to be mindful of how my face looks, uh, or how I'm reacting because I said, well, thank you for telling me now what happened. And she said, well, me and -and so-and-so were playing. And I said, okay, what were you supposed to be doing? And she said, she told me, you know, what she was supposed to be doing in the hall. But I tried to thank her for telling me. And so that way she felt like she could tell me when she's made mistakes. Because that is like one of my biggest fears. Um, is that my kid is not going to want to talk to me when she gets older. Um, that's happened in my family. I've seen, dis- I've seen you know, relationships ruined. Um, and so I want her to be able to trust me and to tell me things and come to me with, with information. And to always know that I'll be there for her. Whether she makes a good choice or a bad choice, you know, I'll, I'll be there. So build trust, I guess, is the biggest tip that I took out of how to raise strong-willed kids. Um, 
Jenna asks a lot of questions. She's very inquisitive. She always has been. I guess, um, you know, since she was learning how to talk and, and all that, she's always asked questions since she was like three. For example, last year we went to somewhere and she was like, Mommy, is that Santa in a costume? And I was like, what? You know, she just has a lot of questions. And of course, why? 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 She's just naturally curious. So, I'm scared to answer some of these questions. I try to be mindful of uh, my reactions. We also do struggle. But I let her just um, get out her little fit. I've always done that since she was younger. I've always said, finish it out. Uh, I remember being in a Target. And she threw herself on the floor. And people were around me looking. And I just said, finish it out right there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because if everybody else wants to stand there, and usually that doesn't happen. Usually they're thinking that in their mind. But what I've seen is parents going around being like, aww. Like, I understand. You know, especially if a baby's screaming and crying. Oh, poor baby's hungry. I wanted to slap people for saying that. Baby ain't hungry. She's just pissed. Okay? Um, but Jenna just would throw herself on the floor, have a fit. And so now I'll even tell her, like, you finish it out. When you're done, we'll talk about it. You know, this is not, I'm not going to battle with you. And so, you here's your consequences, X, Y, and Z. And luckily for her, the counting to three really works. So, the I guess it's one, two, three magic. I don't even know that's what you would label it. But I've just always done one, two, three, and I've been consistent with things. Um, however, I will tell you about a story that didn't work one day. Okay. One day, a mom fail was this. So, I don't know if you've ever done this. But one day, I told her she had to go to her room. Okay. She had to go to her room, and she was punished. And this was probably about year and a half ago, two years. She's Okay, so she was probably around four. She goes to her room. I took everything out of her room so she couldn't play with it. Everything. So she just had her bed, and she had a book to read the rest of the night. I mean, anything fun was taken out of that room. So the next day we come home, I tell her, I'm like, Jenna, well, in order to do this, you need to go clean your room. She walks up to her room, and she says, Mommy, my room's already clean. Well, by God, it was because I done took all the shit out of her room. So, I failed there. Never did that again. Never took anything out of her room again. So, I have to get pretty clever with her um, and try to figure out different things. Um, like I said, I think I said in my first podcast where she uh, got grounded from, like, getting to play at the park. And that really hurt her um, more than anything, getting to see people play. And I mean, it was like 10, 15 minutes. We weren't there long. But... She, she will remember that. She, as far as getting rid of a toy or something like that, she's not going to care. But, so, another day, and here we go. Today was a pretty good day with both my kids. Well, I won't even talk to you about the little one yet. We did have some power struggles today, but mom won so far. So, Minnie, do you have any advice for me? What you got going on? Was Caitlin ever, uh, would you have described her as strong-willed? Was Caitlin ever strong-willed? Well. <laughs> I like your description of like mother, like daughter, because that perfectly personifies my life, uh, not only in my relationship as a mom, but also in my relationship as a daughter. I was raised by a mother that does not hear the word no. She sets her mind and she grits her teeth and she gets what she wants. And that became the way that I attack life. And my daughter is no different. 
uh, the most recent example is that she got cast in the school play this year. How awesome is that? Uh, last year was her first year of middle school and it was hectic already and a big change for us. And we decided that we were not going to audition for the musical that year. Uh, however, in the second half of the year, when they did a play, you know, things had calmed down and we were used to our routine. So I let her audition for that one. Well, the play was Shakespeare and it was the first time that she had ever tried to audition for anything. And the cast was only about eight to 11 people. So uh, I should mention that she goes to a school for the arts also. So this is not your like standard public school play. These kids will end up doing this for a living if they can help it. Uh, they're all very good at what they do. So are the instructors. So Caitlin did not get cast last year, but she took the rejection with real grace. You know, I could tell that she was sad about it, but you know, she is actually at this school for music. She plays the cello. So she still had her passion to kind of pour her feelings into. Uh, but this year, you know, she came to me again. She wanted to try out for the musical. And I said yes. Uh, and I'm proud. You know, I was really proud that she was willing to try again. And I was not going to stand in the way of that journey for her. And I'm really glad that I didn't either because she got cast. You know, this is a really large production, just like the last one was. Last year, they did uh, Little Mermaid Jr. This year, they're doing Shrek Jr. Uh, if you know from our Instagram, then you already know. Uh, she is not even just an extra. My baby got a lead. She is donkey, y'all. Uh, I could not be more proud of her. I really, I am so proud of her going out there, putting herself out there again, and just doing it. You know, she knew what she wanted, and she got it. That was the role that she wanted, actually, because she's so goofy, and it's so perfect for her. So, my life is going to be hell for the next six to 10 weeks uh, because I'm a stage mom and I costume and I do makeup and I am on the booster club. So I'm absolutely going to be there for every tiny little bit of it, but it's going to be awesome and we're going to get through it. Uh, so back to strong-willed children, you know, the, the Google definition that Tiffany listed out is basically my kid in a nutshell, you know, smart, but always wants to be right, determined, natural born leader, always asks why. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that I see a few of the steps in the Pinterest article also that I use on Caitlin daily, uh, a few that I would probably use more. And of course, a couple that I don't think work for us. You know, I think even in the category of like, strong willed child, there are still a lot of different subsets, you know, just like, Tiffany said with her oldest child now, at that same age uh, that Tiffany's child is now, when my child was that age, she also had a serious lying problem. We'll get to that. Uh, I used to really be concerned, you know, around maybe seven or so. Uh, I would watch her behavior and uh, she's just so comfortable being wild and crazy and dramatic and just all over the place. And I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with her? And then I saw her interact with an entire group of girls her age at a birthday party. And every mom there was just like, yep, this is normal. And I, uh, you know, I really didn't have anything else to compare it to at that point. You know, Caitlin has been uh, an only child. I've been basically a single parent most of our life. 
uh, in my relationship now, uh, I'm blessed to have a, a bonus child that is now 17. And I'm sure that we will talk more about her in coming days because she's amazing. Um, but for most of Caitlin's life, I never had another child to compare her behaviors to. So it made me feel really good to see her like in a group of her peers to see that she is actually behaving normally uh, and that she is sort of a leader in her groups. You know, that makes me proud also. Um, and that's continued on into her middle school years. She's still a leader amongst her group. But of course, now I have this kind of apathetic teenager, basically. You know, she is only 12, but she may as well be older because we do also have a 17-year-old and they do share a room. So she behaves older than she is, you know. Uh, not to mention she's already almost as tall as me. She's probably five seven by now. Uh, so people literally and figuratively look up to her. Uh, you know, and she's also come through some things that I wish she had not had to, and I didn't have the control to keep her away from. Uh, so she's wise beyond her years. Um, one good thing that's come out of her age is that she's developing empathy now. So this one I love, you know, I always used to joke that she was my little sociopath. Uh, when she would do something wrong and we would just sit down and have our discussion about it, she would stare at me with this blank expression that said she either did not care what you were saying or did not understand what you were saying. Uh, since I clearly know she speaks English and she's very smart, it was obvious that it was that she didn't care what I was saying, you know. Um, this is where that don't parent when you're angry lesson should come into place. Uh, because it is aggravating to no end to be trying to make sense to a child that is staring at you like you have nothing interesting to say. Uh, I have to say that's probably my worst mom fail in like basic parenting 101 is that I never made a big deal out of my manners with my child. Um, you know, Caitlin picked up please and thank you very easily. That's never something we've had an issue with. Uh, so I never really tried to go past that. You know, in my mind, if she's saying please and thank you, she's polite. You know, it wasn't until a few years ago that I realized that other families would not necessarily consider my child like quote unquote polite. Um, for instance, when I ask her a question and she responds with, yeah, I'm okay with that because she answered my question. Um, I don't really think twice about that. My boyfriend, not so much. She should say, yes, ma'am. Uh, and is in his family, it's disrespectful to say, yeah, like I'm just her friend and not her mom. So, you know, I get that. I agree with that. I like being respected. So, you know, that's one thing that we're still working on now. <clears throat> but back to her younger life, um, I agree wholeheartedly with the need to set clear expectations. I really feel like the only way you can ever get a child to grow up trusting you and believing in you and learning from you quickly is to say what you mean and mean what you say. I have always more or less talked to Caitlin like an adult. You know, I do like censor my topics with her, um, but I didn't, you know, baby talk her when she was a baby. I didn't mince words when I was trying to discipline her. You know, you can be like direct and decisive without being an asshole. That's like, that may be the key to parenting a strong-willed child. I feel like strong-willed children pick up on the asshole vibe. And that just pushes them to want to be an asshole back. And trust me, the worst feeling in the world is being angry with your child and telling them something ridiculous like, if you touch that again, I'm going to take your hand off. Uh, and then having no way of backing it up when they call you out on it. Boo, right? <clears throat> so you have to make your threats reasonable and you have to follow through on them, even when that means that you don't get to do the fun thing now either. <clears throat> you know, we mentioned also with 
the strong-willed personality that the kind of five to six-year-old seems to have a lying issue uh, that develops. Well, let me just tell you one of the most over-the-top, out-of-this-world lies I have ever heard. Of course, it came from my daughter's mouth. Uh, When my daughter was in, oh, probably second grade, I would say, uh, I had her in a daycare at a church by my house. Uh, She only had to go for about an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. Uh, It was just to give me enough time to get to and from work. The church was right beside the school, so they got her on the bus and got her off the bus. It was a perfect, perfect situation for us. Um, well, one afternoon I go to pick her up from school and she was really excited. She told me she lost a tooth, right? So yay. Okay. Uh, she had the tooth with her. She had a drawing that she made that day. Like she was having a good day, right? So we get home and I look at her drawing and I was really confused by what I saw. So it was sort of, uh, like still stick figures at this, you know, stage in her drawing. And it basically looked like a stick figure person was standing beside a table and then a stick figure person was kind of on top of that table. So I'm like, okay, well, honey, explain your drawing to me. It's great. Uh, what, what is it? (laughs) You know? And she proceeds to tell me that a boy at her daycare slammed her head into the table and that's how she lost her tooth. Uh, excuse me? I was immediately ready to jump in that car, turn back around, and find not only the supervisor at that daycare, but also that boy's mother to strangle them both and get an explanation of why no one bothered to tell me that my daughter was assaulted. Uh, In my mind, that boy was getting kicked out of this daycare. His parents were going to be lucky if I didn't sue them. Like, whoa. Pissed. Now, because we'd had some previous issues with lying, uh, but nothing to this scale... I decided to ask her one more time, you know, before we actually made it to the daycare, if she was ready to change her story. Thankfully, before I stormed the daycare, she told me that none of that had happened, not even a little bit. She wiggled her tooth around until she pulled it out herself. Unbelievable. Seriously? What happened is, we had a previous conversation about her pulling her teeth out, because she was fascinated by that when she was younger and had pulled one or two out, you know, before they were ready. We try explaining to her from like a dental standpoint, if your new teeth are not ready to take the place of the old tooth yet, you're potentially going to have issues with where your teeth grow in. It's really simple. It's really logical. Well, rather than either tell me the truth or even just not tell me anything at all, she created a lie that had a backstory and a photo to go with it. Like, to me, that's 100% strong-willed. Like, I was baffled. Thankfully, as far as I know, she's only told maybe one other big whopper in her life, but I am sure that we will get to a podcast again where we'll talk about things like this, so I'll save that little nugget for later. Uh, I think one last thing that I would talk about are the steps of making their life predictable. Uh, and providing warnings before changing anything. I really do think that these are useful tools. I say this because now that my child is growing older, she's appreciating routines. You know, it might have been, pun intended, pulling teeth to get her on a routine when she was younger, but now she loves it. 
she has a habit now where she asks me throughout the day about our plans coming up, like where we may be going, what time we may be doing something. Sometimes it drives me crazy and I tell her she doesn't have to know every single thing in detail because she's not the one driving. Uh, But overall, I do appreciate the fact that she's trying to think ahead. You know, I think this is her way of trying to make sure that she's dressed appropriately for where we're headed, that she's done everything that she wants to do in time for wherever we may need to go. It's really not a bad life skill to have, you know? And I think this is possible because I started out early on as part of our to and from school activities by talking through our week with her. What things do we have coming up that we need to be mindful of? You know, what night do we need to have an easier meal to cook because we're going to be out late with activities, things like that. I think it feels like she's more in control of her world when she knows what's coming. And I really do feel like our power struggles are getting easier. You know, the more, the older she gets, the more we're able to see eye to eye because I've always been the parenting style of trying to like reason with my child. I know she's very much like me growing up and I am the type of person that likes to understand why things are the way they are. So in my brain, if I explain the situation to her, why I need something to be done a certain way, she should get it, right? Fortunately, most of the time she does. Unfortunately, she is still only 12 and a lot of the space in her brain where logic should reside is being taken place with uh, like fantasy world and, you know, books, movies, video games. Yeah, you get it. What are you going to do? Can't win them all. It is endlessly exhausting to have a strong-willed child. But honestly, if the worst thing that comes out of having a strong-willed child is that I end up with a strong-willed adult that is ready to take over the world, I'm all right with that. Thanks for following along today, guys. Today's episode was brought to you by OKish Moms and Kevin McLeod. Thank you for following us and supporting us. And remember, it's okay to be just okay. We can always strive to be better.